1: Welcome to Football Social Daily, your Premier League podcast from Sport Social. Tomorrow on the show, we'll be hearing from Southampton legend Francis Benali about his life and career in the game including how he transitioned from Premier League defender to Ironman competitor post-retirement. Hit subscribe and that way you won't miss it. But it was a wretched day for Franny's beloved Saints last weekend in the top flight relegation battle as they were beaten a huge win for Leeds United in Javi Grazia's first game at the helm. But is the new man at Elland Road... The right man. After the dismissal of Jesse Marsh, the former Watford boss has been tasked with keeping the Yorkshire club in the Premier League, and he's off to a very good start. No doubt Leeds fans are breathing a little easier this week after the weekend's win sees them move out of the bottom three. And joining us on FSD now to give his thoughts, a big friend of the show. And Leeds United fan as well. Ian Brannan's here. How are you doing, Ian? I'm good, thanks. Yes, how are you? All good. I'm all right. I'm all right. Life's always better when your team wins at the weekend, isn't it? It's always better. (laughs) It
2: certainly is in my case, yes. It's been a rare rare treat uh, lately, but uh, yes, good to get some points on the board at the weekend. Finally. Yeah, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Let's go back to the point when Jesse Marsh was sacked. At the time, was that a popular decision amongst the Leeds fans? Because I actually quite like Jesse Marsh from a neutral perspective. I think he's quite a good coach as well, but it was clear that it wasn't working. So how was that met amongst the Leeds United support? I think it was a bit of a split, if I'm honest. Um, Obviously, things weren't going well. No
2: win at Elland Road since, what was it, Bonfire Night or something like that. So it had been a long time since any serious points had been collected at home. And and similarly away as well, things were very tricky. And when you're looking at those performances, is you're seeing that Leeds you know, in November were, you know, mid-table and maybe looking to to head upwards at one point. But ever since around Bonfire Night, it all went wrong really, and Leeds obviously dropped down into that position of ending up in the in the bottom three, and it's not a place you want to be at this p- place in the season. Because of course, don't forget. You know, things are a little bit out of kilter because of the World Cup. We are just around that halfway mark and you know what they say about being bottom at Christmas and all that in usual years. So that's sort of where we're at into mid-January time. So that's why the alarm bells were starting to ring and you could see the sort of trajectory that um, Leeds perhaps were on and they just couldn't buy a win. I think the confusion about this whole thing, really, I think the fans would have been cool with it getting rid of Jesse Marsh if there had been a solvent plan and that's the real thing that people were scratching their heads about they, they fired him but there was no backup they got rid of Bielsa and immediately Marsh was there like within a couple of days because he was the succession plan clearly things haven't gone well in the discussions with the various other options um, and um, left them with a caretaker manager for three matches which you know he he did well did um, scoobs as they call him uh, against man united uh, to an extent you know in the circumstances but you know against uh, everton it was uh, it was a trickier uh, battle really and really an absolute disaster of a game and and that really forced the management and I think the fans to sort of come to their senses and go, look, we need to come up with a plan here because we're in bother.
1: Yeah, in the end, Leeds settle upon Javi Grazia and I think you're right in saying that he probably wasn't the first choice. I know that Leeds spoke to other managers but in the end, it's the former Watford man who's come in and he's immediately won his first game in charge. I don't think first games in terms of a relegation battle get much bigger than the two teams who were side by side in the league. Southampton were bottom, Leeds were 19th massive win for the Whites and now they're out of the relegation zone so to win the first game like that that must be a huge boost not just for him but for the whole club.
2: It is. You know, it's been a long time coming and it sort of lifts a bit of a cloud that's, you know, a cloud of despondency. Perhaps that has been around Elland Road and wherever Leeds have been on the road as well over the course of the last couple of months or so. Um, I mean, what what Grazia has, has actually said is that Leeds just need a bit of luck. They need a break. They need to get that win on the board. And that's what he was saying before the match. Um, and, and, you know, a couple of quick victories and, and the picture looks very, very different because it is all very tight down there. Um so he's managed to do that one way or the other. It wasn't the prettiest game in the world, but they got the goal. Um Junior Furpo, also a, a player that has been under pressure himself at times, but perhaps he has now started to endear himself to the fans. He's been working hard and he's got that goal and maybe turn the fortunes around. So it, it just was that little bit of luck that needs to to, to come Leeds' way. Um and now You know, you would say getting that victory is an even bigger achievement, considering he'd only had a day to work with with the team uh, and maybe galvanise things. And I think fans have noticed already a different way that Leeds are playing. You know, they're they're making bigger use of the of the wing backs and overlaps and and getting the ball in a different way to to how they were with Marsh. And um, maybe that style of play has been a bit of a a bit of a source of frustration. Um, I think when it comes to uh, Gracia himself, is he going to be the right man? Well, he's going to have to be the right man because there's very little scope for a backup plan at this stage of the season. It, it, this has to work. You know, that that fixture at the weekend was a big one and um, similarly the one this evening is less so because I think if Leeds go out of the FA Cup it's not the end of the world but, you know, it's a good opportunity again to, you know, a, a competitive match that It is a competition I think they're going to take still fairly seriously. Uh, Gracia has always taken the competition seriously, the FA Cup. So, you know, it's going to be a good um, an
1: interesting um, uh, part of the process of him getting ready for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, people will remember the fact that Javier Grazia was sacked by Watford, but let's face it, everyone gets sacked by Watford, don't they? I mean, he did guide them to just the second FA Cup final in their history, which goes off of what you were saying about how seriously he takes the competition. Obviously, they were beaten in that final by Manchester City in the end. But do you think some people perhaps underestimate his credentials just purely because of what they've seen him do In the Premier League with Watford and it doesn't really end well for all managers in the Premier League at Watford.
2: Yeah, I think um, probably fans will have that opinion or you look at his record, you go online and see where he's managed and you see that he was at Watford for... A relatively short time but as you say anybody who's been at Watford recently has, uh, has been at Watford for a relatively short time. You could have said the same about Leeds United. They went through perfectly reasonable managers. Look at Paul Heckingbottom uh, doing fantastically well at the moment with Sheffield United but he was in and out like a revolving door at Elland Road but that was in the crazy time of um, Massimo Cellino who just liked hiring and firing. There's a great... I don't know if you've seen what Cellino's up to by the way Leeds United owners of the past but he's, he's in Italy now. He he fired a manager. It was like a Craig David song. He sort of fired him on the Sunday, and by the following week, he would, he'd been rehired again, having had another manager hired and fired in the meantime. So those crazy days, you know, are, are gone for Leeds, even though things are sometimes a little bit uh, dicey with, with, with the club. But um, I think with, with Gracia, you, he... You look at the people that he's worked with. Look at some of the uh, players that have have been under him at Watford who've worked with him day in and day out, rather than what the stats say, rather than what the opinion of the fans is. But those who have worked with him love him. The players love him. They love working with him. He's a really thorough guy. He watches over every single minor detail of of the preparations uh, at the training ground. And you know, it seems that all the players, uh, by and large, loved him at, at Watford. And, and they all felt a bit shocked when he was fired. It was like, what the hell are you doing? We're doing all right. You know, we like him. Um, and so because of that, he's sort of, you know, fans have seen these stories of, of, of what he's like to work with. And I think he's starting to maybe get some of the Leeds fans on side because... Leeds fans just always hark back now to Marcelo Bielsa you know and whatever you know, the ignoring Bielsa's record when he got fired you know the, the, this love affair with Bielsa continues and they sort of see that attention to detail and a little bit wackiness here and there um, as, as something that they want and it was it was lacking with Jesse Marsh. He was he was very much a sort of a bland PowerPoint presentation of a manager. He might have been great, you know the the what the detail might have been fantastic, but he didn't have the personality. He didn't have the gung ho attitude. It was all very guarded. Whereas I think with Gracia, it hopefully, you know, the, the, it's going to be a bit more all action and. Uh, you know proper football if you like but I, I think it, it doesn't matter how good Jesse Marsh was because he was an American his his card was marked from day one
1: yeah I think that's a really good point I think American managers in the Premier League there is a stigma and unfortunately it just never seems to work out I was really hoping that Marsh would be the first one that really kind of got things going but I'm sure he'll be back um, incidentally he actually turned down the Southampton job and that would have been very interesting had uh, a Southampton <laughs> managed by Jesse Marsh turned up and taken on Leeds at the weekend with their new manager at the helm but you said about luck I think from a neutral's perspective because I've watched a few Leeds games recently that's been exactly it Leeds have played really well I mean in the couple of games against Manchester United that you had recently there were times where you looked absolutely electric but you just couldn't finish is that the feeling amongst the fans as well the frustration that you just can't seem to find the back of the net right now That is exactly it. You know, the chances created
2: are there. We've seen them, you know, they've been defending better lately. Uh, The chances are coming in, the crosses are coming in, they're working hard. Um, It's just those goals. The goals are not coming. And when, um, and, and particularly as well with set pieces, struggled with those as well, you know, free kicks where the ball goes in the back of the stand. Corners, not really delivering things. You know, it's just those sort of
1: things that if you can tighten them up, then there's a few goals in that. Honestly, sort of I don't think there's playing. anything more frustrating as a football fan in the stands than a corner that doesn't get past the. And first that's man. it. Or it, it, it is it, so annoying.
2: It's like, the, or it goes over the top of the penalty area and back out the other side. <laughs> you know, it's these little things. Me, because that could be another five or ten goals a season if you can get somebody. As we've seen in the league, you know, you get a good uh, free kick taker or a good corner taker, or even a good throw-in taker. Sometimes can add those goals, and they can be so vital. You know, you might be talking just a couple of points across the course of the season, but where leads are, that makes a big difference. Um and and so the finishing is the big problem and Patrick Banford, they've been waiting for Patrick Banford to get back in the side. He was injured for much of last season. He's been back for most of this season, but really he's struggled with the goals once again, and whether it's confidence or what, but you just fancy that if it was Erling Haaland, Perish the Thought, playing in that lead side, with the with the crosses and the chances that are being created, there wouldn't there would be more goals in it. Right, you know that's the thing, and 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 a quality finisher. Obviously, Erling Haaland, he is a Leeds fan. He's not going to play for Leeds anytime soon. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like if you had him in the side, the chances are being created. If you had Erling Haaland in a side where you had rubbish midfielders and rubbish defenders, and the chances weren't being created, it doesn't matter how good the striker is. If he's not getting the ball, he would get the ball. He would finish it. Leeds are not finishing, and you know nonto. Um, has has been a bit of a revelation. He's still very, very young. He's still, what, 20 mm. or something like that? He's... Yeah. He, he's had a, You can't
1: rely on him all the time. I know. I mean, he's still
2: learning, isn't he? And what's yeah. happening is teams are marking him out of it. So that, that kind of little novelty they had in the first few games where he came on the scene and was scoring goals... That's gone now because they're marking the hell out of him. They can't get the ball to him, taking him out of the game, and it's all becoming a bit of a damp squib. So they need to just change that up a bit. Leeds have got other options um, you know, as strikers. They've also got players out on loan at the moment, such as Geldhart, who is starting to get on the score sheet at Sunderland so that's going to be a good experience in the long term but in the short term they need to uh, they need to find the old onion bag as they say
1: maybe we should change the rules a bit like they do in um, the Basque region of Spain where that's the only way you're allowed to play for clubs like Bill Bowers if you're born in the Basque region so if we did that for Yorkshire I think there'd be quite a good team we can have Erling Haaland who was born in Leeds yeah. <laughs> can you imagine it would be good oh what do you mean uh, Yorkshire United it'd be great <laughs> yeah I mean yeah that'd be fantastic Yorkshire Win the World Cup. Yeah, I think wasn't that thing in the Olympics a few years ago where Yorkshire's med- medals uh, hall was kind of the sixth best in the entire Olympics? Yeah, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, Yorkshire finished fair in the top ten of the Olympic medals. It's Leeds against Fulham tonight in the FA Cup, but the Whites' next Premier League game is actually away at Stamford Bridge to take on Chelsea, and there is no worse side in the Premier League in terms of form than Chelsea right now. This is how the bottom of the Premier League looks, Southampton prop up the rest, 18 points, then it's Bournemouth and then completing the relegation zone is Everton on 21, Leeds one place and one point above the dotted line in 17th on 22 points, but a win against Chelsea Ian could take you as high as 13th, which is above the likes of Leicester and Nottingham Forest who reside there at the moment. And I'm not really sure I've heard too many people talk about Forrest and Leicester as firmly in that relegation battle in the last few weeks. It really is that tight down there. So are you confident that Javi Grazia can do the job and keep Leeds in the Premier League? I think so. As we've been
2: talking about, the chances are there. They've not been playing like a side who are down and outs. Apart from that match at Everton, which was a shocker, but they didn't actually have a manager at that point. Um, and they'd had a, a week of playing Man United twice in a week. And, and so... Let's just put that one to one side. Apart from that, the performances have not been in the in the bottom three performances of the week. When you watch Match of the Day or, or whatever, you look at the sides that are really struggling and you see Southampton um, not having a great time down there at the moment and, and finding life a little hard. Even West Ham had a bit of a bad run. They've sort of got going. Leeds, I think, can do that as well. You know, as you say, a, a week's a long time in football. A couple of wins back-to-back back in the space of seven or eight days and, as you say, all of a sudden, they're mid-table. Leads are not cut adrift. They're not nine points from safety at the bottom of the league. They are just... A, they're out of the relegation zone as it stands. A couple of wins on the bounce and they're out of there very, very quickly uh, and, um, and we can just sort of Fight for for mid table obscurity, hopefully, and, and not be a the, a final <laughs> day of the season, everything on it battle like at Brentford last year. So um, yeah, it, I think I think he can do it definitely because the side is there, the players are there, the, you know, good players that know what they're doing. You know, we're talking. I mean, there's a good amount of the American national side in the Leeds squad. It's not a weak side. They've got, uh, you know, players, uh, for international players for other countries as well involved. Um, So they're not lacking in talent. They don't have any real major injuries at the moment of key personnel. Uh, There's no reason why Leeds should be going down. So let's just um, wait and see what happens and, and keep fingers crossed. But I think there are... I think there are at least three worse teams in the Premier League than Leeds at this moment in time.
1: Yeah, no one else is doing that so if Leeds do string some wins together they can charge right up the table. Alright Ian, it's been great to chat to you. Don't forget that the Speedway season will soon be upon us. It starts around mid-March and of course Ian will be back with the official British Speedway podcast. No breaks, no fear. You can find it on the Sports Social Podcast Network and indeed wherever you get your podcasts. And let's hope as well for Ian's sake that To remain in the Premier League as well. Thanks for your time, mate. Catch you soon. Cheers, thank you. That's it for today's edition of Football Social Daily. As I mentioned earlier, tomorrow we'll be speaking to a Southampton legend, someone who played over 370 times for Saints, used to be a striker in his youth, but amongst those 300 odd appearances, only scored one goal. It's Francis Benali, who's got some great tales to tell about his life inside and outside of the game. Trust me, you won't want to miss it if you are a Southampton supporter. Hit subscribe and that way you won't. But from us on FSD today, that's it. And we'll catch you next time. Football Social Daily is a voice works Sport production for the Sport Social Podcast Network.